Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist, filling in for John today. Coming up in the second half of the show, we'll take a look at the new Chevy Cruze diesel. But first, the news. Toyota doesn't expect to regain the peak market share it held in the U.S. in the near future. The company's market share hit a high of 17% back in 2009, but it tumbled below 13% by 2011 because of the recession, its massive recall over unattended acceleration, and the earthquake and tsunami in Japan, which crippled production. Last year, the company jumped back to over 14%, and it expects its U.S. market share to remain between 14 and 17% in the future. Toyota says it's focusing on quality and not expanding sales. Earlier in the year, General Motors announced it is investing over $7 billion in Korea over the next five years. But a number of announcements recently have workers in the country worried about the company's commitment to the market. According to Ward's Auto, the next generation Sonic and Cruise will not be built in Korea, and reports from Europe say the company could move production of its small crossovers from Korea to Spain. The union is also worried because GM is offering early retirement buyouts, and it's not replacing workers who do retire. GM has future production commitments in Korea, but it does seem like the company is looking to rely on other markets for production. A decade ago, Nissan attacked the Detroit 3 in the most profitable part of their business, the full-size truck segment. But even though the Nissan Titan pickup, the Armada SUV, and NV van were designed, developed, and manufactured in the USA and are VA-powered body-on-frame vehicles, they seem to be nailed to the showroom floor. So far this year, their combined sales are less than 19,000 units. That's about what the Ford F-Series sells in one week. Nissan has invested too heavily to give up on them now, but it's unclear to us how they're going to turn this around. Detroit's iconic Packard plant is up for auction this September. It was originally constructed in 1903 and spans across 43 parcels of land. While the Packard Auto brand closed its doors in 1958, portions of the facility were used by other businesses, but the plant has been vacant for decades. The price of the entire facility is said to start just shy of $1 million, but if it does not sell, it will go back up for auction in October at $500 per parcel. Between 2006 and 2012, tire prices for passenger cars jumped almost 60%. That's why more people are renting tires. Yes, apparently you can rent tires. Who knew? The Los Angeles Times reports that customers can pay as little as $14 per week to rent a set of tires. But customers who rent can end up paying double or triple what it costs to buy tires. And you have to make sure to make payments on time because they skyrocket if you miss the deadline, and some states may view it as theft and could repo your vehicle. But due to declining incomes and increasing new tire prices, more and more people are renting tires. I don't know, folks. Sounds like some of you should be rethinking that. Coming up next, a look at the all-new Chevy Cruze diesel. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com.
The Chevy Cruze diesel is one of the most anticipated releases in the U.S. this year. Because if it sells well, we could see more automakers introduce diesels. But there's more to the car than just the engine. Here's Sean McElroy with all the details. The Chevy Cruze Eco has been a proven platform for aerodynamics. It was sculpted in the wind tunnel by the same designers as the Volt. Even still, when it came to the Cruze diesel, the company felt there were more efficiency improvements to be made. Basically what we did is we started with it back in the tunnel from ground zero. We worked with it including the manual transmission Cruise Eco grill, modified the front of the vehicle to include that uh, constricted opening for aerodynamics and then also for cooling to the engine. We redesigned the baffling system to ensure that we could keep the thermal efficiency there then added the aero shutter so that we could leave it open for cooling performance at low speeds, closed for aerodynamics at high speeds. In addition, we took a look at the whole underbody treatment of the car again and found that we could optimize areas around the tires and wheels to ensure that we get smooth airflow around them, reducing drag further. And then finally, uh, in the back, we added the spoiler to lop off the back end of the airflow and, and get some more improvement. But the changes don't stop there. The chassis was retuned to improve the diesel's ride and handling as well. From a chassis perspective, uh, we have dual path McPherson strut front suspension, watts link in the rear, completely retuned for the diesel application, as well as our steering calibrations and pedal map. On, in addition, we uh, upped the brake system, a little bit larger disc, disc system, as well as brought in our well-performing Volt and Cruise Eco tire, excellent low rolling resistance while maintaining ride and handling. And, of course, the diesel needed more noise cancellation than its gasoline counterparts. Acoustically for the vehicle, we have experience with the Buick Verano, uh, beautiful, comfortable, quiet, arguably the quietest car in compact segment. Taking all those learnings, we applied them to the uh, Cruise diesel, and then took further enhancements in the front of the IP, the front of dash, the center console, and the rear compartment, all in an effort to be sure that the customer experience in the vehicle would be equivalent or better than those in our diesel or in our gas applications. If you would like to learn almost every last detail about the diesel engine going in the cruise, check out our recent AutoLine After Hours with Mike Segrist the assistant chief engineer of the car. And be sure to check out this week's After Hours when I take over hosting duties while John is in Germany. My guests for the evening are two of the top interior designers at Lincoln, Susan Lampinen and Janet Seymour. So tune in this Thursday at 6 p.m. for some of the best insider discussion in the industry. And that's it for today's show. I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist. Thanks for watching and I will see you again tomorrow.